What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ace is Wild, the Wild Aces fan podcast. I'm your host, Jose Ruckus, a.k.a. the world's number one Wild Aces fan. On the show, he's back. The best Pop Warner coach in all of California, Sean Stanley. What's going on, Sean? Not much. Yeah, I think the, I think the people have been missing you for a while. I don't 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 get as much of you these days. Yeah, working a lot out of town, living the hotel life. Nah, we know how it is. So we got a really good episode for you guys today. What we're doing is we've seen we've got some players, especially Jerdy. We talked about this last week. They're getting some NFL talks around them. You know, we're seeing some guys going out to pro days. Some of our guys have really good agents that they're working with. Um, I believe uh, our boy. Uh, Travis Toivin and Trav Daddy, I believe he has the same agent as Adam Thielen. So who knows what can go on there. You know, at least we know the guy's got a good agent. But what we decided we were going to do here today is we're going to take a look at some of our franchise players, some of the marquee guys that you know of, and we're going to tell you what teams we think in the NFL best fit their abilities, what these teams might be looking for that our guys have. Um, we're focusing mainly on offensive players mostly because we know that those are the names you guys know there is one defensive player in here our franchise tag joseph putu cornerback we're going to be talking about him but primarily we're going to be focusing on offense um where do you want to start sean who do you want to start with um i think the the quarterbacks are the biggest names i feel like we should probably start there okay that sounds good i mean obviously we're talking jerdy jerdy has had conversations with the bears um, I think he's a good fit for the Bears. Uh, the Bears do not have a quarterback even in the top, I mean, three quarters of the league probably. They're going to be starting Andy Dalton. Their backup is Nick Foles. These are two guys who, I mean, Nick Foles, obviously he has a Super Bowl MVP, but he's sort of made his career as the best backup quarterback of all time. Um, uh, whenever he has been a starting quarterback, he has not been spectacular. Uh, Andy Dalton, I mean... We saw what he did with the Bengals year after year. Not very good. He came in as a backup last year for the Cowboys and was terrible. And now he's apparently moving into the starting position for the Bengals. Um, I mean, I think he's just, he's, who's a better fit than the Bears for Jerdy? Uh, you know, so here's what worries me about the Bears. You know, the Bears is a wonderful spot, I think, for him to win a starting position. But what really worries me is the Bears, to me, Matt Nagy, always to me, it seemed gimmicky, you know, his offense as far as, you know, he moves guys around, it's these weird motions. It's just, it's kind of funky, and I, I've never really liked it because in the NFL, you know, it's it's a different game, whereas these players are a lot smarter on the defensive side of the ball. So his little gimmicks that he does with, you know, he, he did a lot with Ty, um, Tyreek Cohen, you know, where he's kind of going back and forth. It's just it's a hard system to play the quarterback position in. And it's just, I, in my opinion, Matt Nagy and the GM, they're on their way out. And I would hate for Jerdy to go there and that kind of be the situation. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not a place that I think is set up for success in, in that sense where, where I really like him is in Las Vegas with the Raiders, just because I think, you know, even if he was, I, I think he could win the starting job there easy, but you know, I think they're pretty sold on Carr. Even if he were to go there, you know, this year and then, you know, kind of sit behind Carr and then get that opportunity if, you know, Carr is to go down or possibly next year they're moving on from Carr. You know, we don't really know. I think that's a, a better situation for him. You know, they got a good run game set up. They got 
more tools for Jerdy to be able to be successful. And the biggest downfall in that Raiders offense is Derek Carr does not have the arm to get the ball to Henry Ruggs, whereas Jerdy has that. You know, I think Jerdy would have a pretty decent wide receiver core and a really good run game. Of course, the offensive line there is is a little scary. But that, to me, is a place where Jerdy could really be successful, you know. And not that he couldn't be successful in Chicago. I think Chicago is just – it's a tougher road. It's a And you don't want to get out there, you know, your first year and, and it be you in that starting job and then you're in that bad situation mm-hmm. where you kind of get tainted just as much just for being in that people bad situation. People do suspect that Matt Nagy is not going to last past this year. Many people are expecting him to be out the door – whole new situation in Chicago next year. John Gruden has that long-term locked-up deal in Vegas. If Jerdy locks up, if John Gruden decides that he's going to be his guy, Jerdy's going to be locked in that spot for quite a while. John Gruden, of course, sort of a quarterback coach, right? When you think of him, you think of his ability to work with quarterbacks and these these sorts of guys. I mean, that's sort of his roles in uh, analysis, uh, guy doing analysis, right? That was totally what he did was he focused with quarterbacks and stuff. Um, a little spider two wide banana action, you know. I think that's I think that's a pretty good uh, place for Jerry to go. I like that. Um, but what about the other quarterback on our team? People's champion MVP Ed Crouch. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think he has a very similar play style to Russell Wilson. Mobility, but more of that. I mean, as we call him, tactical Crouch. It's a tactical mobility. He's looking to create long plays, extend the plays with the run game. Not much of a Lamar Jackson type where he's just taking off. Um, another good spot would be Houston. Um, the quarterback situation in Houston, who knows what's going on there this year. We Honestly, we have no idea. They're going to need at least one more quarterback there. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson had that similar style to Russell Wilson, more of a creator than, um, you know, just that typical run play. So Ed Crouch, I think, could also find a decent spot in Houston. Yeah, I like all those. I like both those spots. I think um, some teams to watch if you were to really try and win a starting job would be um, – I would look to Carolina. And I say Carolina because Carolina's kind of, you know, throwing a bunch of quarterbacks at the wall to see which one sticks. And – Carolina already last year looked to the XFL and PJ Walker to get a guy in where, so, you know, that, that organization is already looking at these other leagues to get guys. And that's a place where they're not in a good situation to draft a guy. And, you know, who knows what you have in Sam Darnold. They obviously don't trust Teddy Bridgewater, you know, so you kind of get in that situation where he might be a guy that they bring in to give a shot. And, you know, maybe if, if Darnold doesn't work out, you're, he could potentially get a uh, opportunity there. Another place that I think would be good and then also has looked to other places for talent is the Washington football team. They're another group that, that needs a guy. And, and I very well think, you know, they could look to PJ Walker to come in, you know, the history of Ron Rivera, you know, he likes a guy who can run. He had Cam Newton, took Cam Newton to a Super Bowl. you know, with that talented defense. So that's another place I could see PJ Walker possibly going to another good opportunity. I think with that great defense to, and Ron Rivera is a good coach. You know, Ron Rivera took a team to the, the Super Bowl, and that defense last year showed to be stellar. I think that would be a great – even, if you know, Jerdy, too, would be a great situation to go into is with the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, their uh, their playoff quarterback, Tyler Heineke, was also a uh, XFL quarterback, so they are looking at these other leagues. 
Um, and yeah, obviously the um, the Washington football team, they have at least one great wide receiver in Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. Um, and I really like them. Um, especially, and they have such a stacked defense. They're looking to expand on that offense. They're looking to find their quarterback of the future. These should be guys who, that they are looking at and building out that offense. The Panthers, of uh, course, uh, they have Teddy Bridgewater there, who is also... I mean, probably the lower caliber of that style of quarterback that we're talking about, that Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, but also we know that they like that play style. So yeah, I agree. Those are decent landing spots for Ed Crouch. But how about, we're talking MVPs, how about the regular season, well, not even the regular season, the league MVP, Ladarius Galloway, the real rock of our team, uh, our super back. Where do you think that he's going to, you know, best shine in the NFL? Um, I, I really love the New York Jets just because, you know, for him to get into the league and not be a two or three back, I think the New York Jets is, is the place he, he's going to have to go to be, you know, try to become the guy. That's a great place. And we know, you know, he does fit that, you know, we talked about that Kyle Shanahan play style. And, you know, we do know that the offensive coordinator for the 49ers is now with the New York Jets. You got Robert Saul there. I think he's the type of guy that those guys are going to be looking for. And we know, you know, with all their needs, I don't see running back being on their draft board just because, you know, they have so many other big holes where we know running back's a guy that you can get for cheaper or you can get, you know, from these outside places, not necessarily the draft. You know, we see guys pop up out of nowhere, you know, Raheem Mostert, you got guys all over who, you know, didn't necessarily get that initial shot in the league and then all of a sudden show up and are, are great backs. So that's a, a place that I could see him going and really shining, you know, I believe they've drafted offensive linemen in the last two drafts. So it's a, it's a pretty decent O-line. You know, it's hard to say what's really there with, you know, the dumpster fire of Adam Gase being there, but I, I think that'd be a great place. I think they're going to run the football. If they're going to draft a quarterback, they're more than likely going to try and run the football and get a ground and pound game year one. So I think that'd be a great spot for him to, to really shine and show his talents. Yeah, I agree. The Jets were on my list for Galloway as well. I also have the 49ers. They run that similar style. I mean, now that they're bringing in that new set of coaches coming from San Francisco, um, they're looking to do the same thing. And I, I think that he would flourish in both of those situations. Um, San Francisco keeps a very deep roster uh, of running backs because they use a lot of different you know situations. And we're seeing some of those guys go away this season. Um, Coleman, I believe, was who they had before in the sort of backup role yep. to Raheem Mostert. He's gone this year. Um, so you're going to see, and I, I, I do see some similarities to like prime Coleman in Ladarius Galloway. So he could come in there and take that spot. The other one that I have for him, though, um, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, just as of today, we saw James Conner is meeting with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. It seems like that might be a deal. Benny Snell was not a replacement-level running back last year. Um, they need to fill a spot at running back. And we've done it all year. We've compared Ladarius Galloway to Le'Veon Bell in that he is a patient runner. He waits for his gaps to get going. He's not... Um, you know, his patience is, I think, the best way to describe him, where he is not just running straight into the line. He's waiting for things to develop. He's a real creator of yards. Um, so I think that he would be perfect to come in there and take that spot for them. It, a, a team that has a decent O-line, a team that has weapons around him, and a place where he can earn the starting position. 
Yeah, and I think uh, another good spot is it's hard um, for me to really put a lot into this team is the Houston Texans because I think him there with um, David Johnson as well would be a great duo. Just however you got to deal with the situation of what are the Texans next year. And that, that's really why, you know, I say if I was one of those quarterbacks coming out, the Houston Texans would not be just because there's no draft capital. There's there's no nothing there for the Houston Texans where the future is really bleak there. You know, no matter what they do, they don't have the, the tools to get better. Whereas to me, that might be a place, you know, if, if Galloway goes there for a year and really shines with, David Johnson, then you're looking at possibly next year going to a better situation where I could see that. Whereas quarterbacks, usually it's kind of a more of a long-term deal and that's not really a situation I would like to be in. But I, I do think the Houston Texans would be a good fit as well. I think it'd be great for him to get a year with David Johnson and really, you know, David Johnson's on the end of his career. You know, David Johnson's going to miss a couple games next year. It's, it's just the way his deal is right now. So you'd get to start a couple games. You're going to get snaps because David Johnson's snap count is going to be lower. So I think that'd be a good situation too, where you can also learn. And that still is a pretty decent offensive line. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that at all. Um, as far as our wide receivers go, our wide receiver, number one, Ralph Leonard, of course, Ralph Leonard is a guy who was in the NFL at one point played for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm not sure he ever made it into the starting rotation, but Looking at teams for him to go to, there's one team that I think stands out above all the rest is the obvious spot, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are in desperate need of a wide receiver number one. They cannot seem to find a decent amount of talent to put around Lamar Jackson. So I think that's one of the obvious spots. Another team in a very similar situation of just struggling to find wide receiver talent is the uh, the Eagles. Um and maybe, I mean, you could even make an argument for the Colts. There's a lot of teams out there right now that are looking for what is sort of becoming the new model of what a um, what a wide receiver is, right? They're looking for more of those DK Metcalfs, AJ Browns, Julio Joneses, these big dudes. And Ralph is a big dude who's fast. He can get high up in the air to catch, you know, he goes up and gets the ball. doesn't wait for it to come down. These teams that are in that situation of not having a true wide receiver number one, they need to be snatching up as much of the talent coming out of this uh, free agency pool and draft as possible. So yeah, Ravens number one to me, but Eagles, I think are also for similar reasons need to go get them. Yeah, I like both those. Um, I think another team to watch, another team where I think you'd be good with is the Tennessee Titans. They lost Corey Davis, who saw big target share last year where that's a place you can go and get a lot of targets and really be in a good situation. But, you know, wide receiver is one of those positions where right now in the NFL, I don't think any team is a hundred percent happy with their wide receiver core. It's just, it's how it is. You know, you want all the best guys you can get at the wide, you know, you can put four wide receivers on the field at once where really all teams are always looking for wide receivers. You know, that's another one of those things where, you know, if I'm these guys, I'm looking for the best opportunity for me and the best situation that I can get in and, and go, you know, show actually what I can do and not get in a situation where I have a bad quarterback, where I'm not really actually getting, you know, so, so that's a big thing. You know, the Green Bay Packers have been trying to bring in talent for, you know, ever. And so that's another team that I would look for. But the Tennessee Titans are another big one where I think they're going to need another guy having lost Corey Davis last year. And Corey Davis had a great year last year. 
Yeah. I mean, you were just just talking about it, right? The way that these teams, they're, they're, there are probably only two teams in the league that are like truly happy with their wide receivers, right? It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have just a deep pool of uh, depth, and then the Seattle Seahawks, right? Where they have a, a true duo of wide receivers who are both like probably Pro Bowl talent. And so it is looking for that model of you want that one big deep threat and then you want that kind of more slot receiver type guy, right? And that's what we had with the Aces was we had that deep threat in Ralph Leonard, but then we also had a truly great slot receiver in uh, Rashad Floyd. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's even like you said, you know, even if, if you tell the Seattle Seahawks or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I got another option for it. You looked at that Tampa Bay wide receiver core last year, and you told me that Scotty Miller was going to have the year. Scotty Miller, I told you you're crazy. You know, they got all these great guys, but that's the thing is you're always looking for an, another guy. You know, mm-hmm. can I get this guy? You know, you're always looking for that other guy. Yeah, so, I mean, let, let's talk about Rashad Floyd because um, today, as we're recording this, just about two hours ago or so, uh, Julian Edelman announced his retirement. One of the best slot receivers of all time is now gone, and you're talking about Rashad Floyd, who was, um, you know, in the two-point conversions. I don't believe he dropped. He may have only dropped one all year. I know for most of it, he had the best conversion rate. Um, I think this dude would be great on the Patriots. Um, We're talking about speed. We're talking about this. This is a guy who can get separation, and the Patriots are now in desperate need of filling that role. Yeah, I I like New England, but we're – where I really like him is in Green Bay because to me, that's what's been missing from Aaron Rodgers' offense is that slot receiver. You know, you got to think about the years Randall Cobb had there where when Randall Cobb is in the slot, that's really when, when that was Rodgers' guy on a third down on a, you know, whatever. That was Rodgers' guy where Rodgers hasn't had that. I mean, he has Devontae Adams, but he hasn't had that really slot guy to duo with his number one. You know, when it was Jordy Nelson, he always still had Randall Cobb in the slot doing his thing, where that's a good spot for him. I just, I don't think we saw Cam Newton utilize the slot receiver as much as we saw Tom Brady. I think that's more, it's kind of where you see more of these veteran quarterback moves where they're really utilizing this slot receiver, where I think Green Bay to me is where I would love to see him, to see him fill that that Randall Cobb style spot for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, talking about one of the other best receivers who wasn't a receiver, Jeremiah Houston, the tight end on our team, probably one of my favorite players in the entire league because the dude is just so productive, just a big tight end who's a huge threat. You see it in, you know, Jimmy Graham. You see it with Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, all these types of guys. Jeremiah Houston is one of these guys. Um, there's a lot of places this guy could go, but I am thinking number one is the Jets. We talked about it earlier. The Jets are building that, you know, we expect them to at least bringing all those coaches, a similar offense style to the San Francisco 49ers who have arguably, you know, the best, maybe Kelsey's better, but it doesn't matter. George Kittle is, you know, up there, one of the best tight ends in the league. And so they need, you know, if they want to build that great run game, you need good tight ends. Um, and tight ends are now some of the best receivers in the league. So Jeremiah Houston, I think, fits that role perfectly. And ditto with, you know, our other tight end, David Misa. Yeah, and, and this is another position where, like I said, there's not a team out there that won't take another good tight end. You know, it's possible the 49ers actually traded up to get pits. You know, we won't know till draft day. But that's that's kind of thing is if you tell me we can get a really good pass-catching tight end 
and blocking tight end to go along with the George Kittle or with the Travis Kelsey. They're going to do it. You know, that that is another guy that you have to worry about down blocking and going out for a route. So I think really you're in a great spot if you're them because I don't think there's a team out there that doesn't want a good pass-catching blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, every team needs one no matter what, whether you have the stars or not. You saw the 49ers bring in um, Jordan Reed last year. Jordan Reed was a, a pro bowler, you know, tight end, and they brought him in to be that second duo to Kittle because, you know, tight ends are so valuable in this league right now. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I mean, we've talked about the Seahawks a lot in this, but they've been bringing in a huge rotation of guys, uh, Jimmy Graham, Greg Olson, uh, just all these different guys. Green Bay's in a similar situation. The Cardinals haven't been able to find a tight end in years. Um, it's, you know, um, I it, yeah, I think almost every single team in the league would be perfectly happy snatching up Jeremiah Houston. This is a dude who can go anywhere. Another dude who could legit go anywhere is Joseph Putu, the cornerback, right? Um, cornerbacks are such a premium position these days in the NFL as it's moved into this pass-heavy league that really, I mean, so many teams are in need of cornerback depth. The Seahawks again, the 49ers again, the Jets, um, the Raiders. These are all teams who are in desperate need of some cornerbacks. Yeah, I had I had the um, Las Vegas Raiders and um, the New York Jets on there as well as the Washington football team. The Washington football team's defense is already amazing, but I think for them to add another really good cornerback to that group, especially when you, you know, are are getting to that point where, you know, a lot of times we're running the nickel, which you're going to have three cornerbacks on the field. So I think to get another good cornerback would be huge for them and really solidify that defense that's already great. But then you also look at the Jets and really what, to me, the Jets and the 49ers are again going to fall under that same category, but those are teams that looked kind of elsewhere for cornerback talent. You saw them bring in Verrett last year. I mean, two years ago, the San Francisco 49ers did, where they they are kind of looking elsewhere for, you know, cornerback talent, especially if you don't get a good one in the draft. And that's really where I think you're going to see a lot of these guys get signed is after the draft. You know, if, if, if we can't hit on, you know, the guys that we want to fill our positions. I think you're going to see them look at this, these guys coming out of this league as young, talented guys that essentially are their undrafted free agent pool. So that's really where I think you're going to see a lot of these guys get drafted. But yeah, I, I, I mean, he could go to a lot of different places. I think uh, Pittsburgh also really struggled at that position last year. I could, you could see them go after him too. Yeah, it is just, it's so hard to play cornerback in the NFL right now. So I could, yeah, it's legit that he could go to almost any team outside of like maybe the Rams who do have that amazing defensive depth that pretty much nobody else has. Um, We only have one player left on the list. It is the backup running back, Daryl Vergees. A lot of the things that we talked about, Ladarius Galloway, I think do apply to Daryl Vergees as well. Vergees, of course, was a... um, a running back on the New York Giants at one point. Um, but as far as a dude who is a real hard-nosed runner, gets tough yards, I think one of the obvious places for me, I think, is the uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a pretty good, speedy, pass-catching um, running back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 
but they are, as we saw in some of the playoff games in the Super Bowl and stuff, they're missing that ability to run tough short yardage plays to be able to, you know, really force a team to commit to stopping the run instead of just focusing on stopping the pass. It allows teams, as you saw in the Super Bowl, to run sort of different coverages on them that are just pass-heavy blocking, you know, to make sure that... you Because you just don't have to defend the run outside of Patrick Mahomes, right? So I think Daryl Verges is one of those dudes who is tough enough to create his own yards where he doesn't... Obviously, offensive line is important, but he's, he sort of reminds me of like a Frank Gore type where even behind a pretty bad O-line, he can get you three yards. You know, is that the old saying of... Um, Coach, you asked me to get you three yards, I'll get you three yards. You asked me to get you five yards, I'll get you three yards. Yeah, I um, I think uh, another good spot for him, too, that he'd be great in is New England. New England loves to have that kind of a three-yard back that they'll use in goal line situations. They'll use on short-yarded situation. That's another place where he could get you know, on the field and get a lot of reps is in New England. But, yeah, I definitely think he would be a great fit for Kansas City as well. You know, Kansas City actually has, for how good that team is, has a lot of holes on that team that, that need to get filled. And that, that's one of them. We, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire really struggled in short yard situations last year. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how he comes back and whether they bring, you know, Lev Bell back or, or what actually happens there in that running back room. But they definitely do need a short yard back. Mm-hmm. It's a very exciting time for Wild Aces fans right now. I mean, obviously, we've seen all the hype with uh, Jerdy and the Bears and whatnot, but we, I, I think a lot of these guys do have potential to wind up on an NFL team or at least get seriously considered. Um, I would like to see a lot of these guys come back to the FCF, come back, play for the Aces again. But, I mean, obviously, you know, to see these guys hit the, the apex get to the highest level is what we really want to see from these guys. And I, I really think there's a decent chance of it. Yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's kind of cool the way this league started. Cause a lot of these guys, I really think would have made practice squads would have made, you know, these other parts of the NFL, the guys that you don't really see, but since COVID and, and the shortening of the training camps and the shutting down of, of pro days and all that, I think we saw a lot of these guys slip through the cracks and, and end up here in the FCF where it's really cool because this year, I think after the draft, you're going to see a lot of these guys get picked up, even if it is just to a, um, a practice squad or, a, or whatever. You know, these guys are going to be a part of NFL franchises you know, here pretty quick. Yeah. Can't wait to see what happens with all these guys. Like you said, probably going to happen after the draft, which is um, in about like a week and a half or something, right? Yes, at least at the end of April. I can't wait, man. It's going to be so fun. Thank you for listening to the show. Please like, subscribe, share with somebody. Let them know we're still going in the off season. You can, you know, give us those five-star ratings. Like I've said, they help out a lot getting us to, you know, up higher on the levels when people go search for podcasts um subscribe to the youtube channel we're putting all these videos up on youtube now you get the video podcast ace is wild we need to get our own url on there we'll link it check us on twitter check the website aceswildpod.com for all the links if you want to support the show best way to do it right now is to go to twitch.tv slash jose ruckus and give us a subscription there if you have amazon prime you get a free sub and that gives us a little bit of money. That's awesome. Again, thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, stay wild.